Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Tuesday, October 18th, and this is People Every Day. Hello out there, everyone. Janine Rubenstein here with you again. Do you like the sound of my raspy voice? I've got a little cold, but that's what happens when you've got two kids in school. Parents, you get it. But you know what I don't get? being so rude to waiters that you get banned from a restaurant. Yep, we're taking a deep dive into the claims about James Corden's nasty behavior, allegedly. And I guess we're also going to learn more about this egg yolk omelet craze. Is it a craze? Who knows? Plus, a former nanny just gave us a brand new chapter in this Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles love triangle. So much to talk about today. So let's jump right into everything buzzing around out there. Last night, Selma Blair's magical run on Dancing with the Stars came to an end. The actress decided to step away from the grueling competition show to take care of her body. Blair, of course, has been battling multiple sclerosis since her 2018 diagnosis. In an emotional pre-taped package, Blair shared with her partner, Sasha Farber, that she'd been in touch with her doctors every step of the way and had some unfortunate news. I had these MRIs, and then the results came back, and... It just all adds up to, I can't, I can't, I can't go on with the competition. Pushed as far as I could. For those of you who may not know, MS causes nerve damage that disrupts communication between the brain and the rest of the body, commonly impacting mobility and speech. Blair opened up further, admitting that with a chronic illness like that, it's important to push yourself, but also to take into consideration what's best for you and your overall health. She said that she had some bone damage and inflammation that was cause for concern. Blair then shared how she planned to talk to her 11-year-old son, Arthur, about her decision. I'll have to settle in and and get back to being a mom and showing him I have to, you know, pull back on something that I love doing and sometimes you make hard decisions. Farber told Blair, you are my champion, and the two had one last dance, a waltz, to What the World Needs Now, which received praise from the judges. Bruno Tonioli told Blair after her final performance, you really have inspired millions of people. Your star has never shown brighter. Seriously, she's so courageous for even attempting to be on such a physically demanding show in the first place, let alone with MS. Congratulations on an incredible run, Selma. The Duchess of Sussex is opening up about her time as briefcase girl. Yeah. On today's episode of her podcast, Meghan Markle talked about the archetype of the bimbo and how demoralizing it can be for curious, intelligent women to be cast in that role. So Meghan talked about her time holding those stainless steel-looking briefcases on Deal or No Deal. Yeah, she was a Deal or No Deal girl. You remember that. And how she did it to pay the bills. But backstage, it was a degrading experience and recalled how she was treated by one particular producer. She couldn't properly pronounce my last name at the time, and I knew who she was talking to because she would go, Markel, suck it in. Markel, suck it in. 
Megan shared how she was thankful for the job as it helped her get by, but quit because of how it made her feel as a person. By the way, I was surrounded by smart women on that stage with me, but that wasn't the focus of why we were there. And I would end up leaving with this pit in my stomach, knowing that I was so much more than what was being objectified on the stage. And her guest this week is Paris Hilton, who opened up about her public persona in the early 2000s. You probably remember her from her time on The Simple Life, starring opposite Nicole Richie. Whether she was on MTV, on talk shows, or in the tabloids, she was painted as this dumb blonde when, in actuality, Hilton created this character to navigate the spotlight and basically give the public what they wanted to see. It could be like, they're not talking about me. They're talking about this character that I created. So it would kind of help, I don't know, the pain of the media just constantly just being mean and just very vicious and cruel to me for so long. And... um I think I just, with that character, it just kind of like shielded me from ever really having to feel anything. So I was like, they're not talking about me personally. They're talking about something that I created. Once again, Megan takes us on a very thought-provoking journey. In this episode, Paris really opens up, even going into the abuse she faced as a child. Now, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but all I'll say is it's fascinating and definitely worth a listen. And now it's time to sink our teeth into actor, singer, and late-night host, James Corden's alleged rude behavior at one of New York City's hottest dining spots, Balthazar. There are certain people in Hollywood that we all perceive to be intrinsically, unshakably nice. We presume that the persona we see on screen and in interviews is how they are in real life all the time. I mean, for me, those folks are like, Tom Hanks, Al Roker, Julia Roberts, and yes, James Corden. But, you know, we sometimes come to realize that this may not always be the case, hence the most recent story of James Corden being called out on social media by restaurant owner Keith McNally yesterday. Uh, Corden was apparently 86th from the famed New York City restaurant Balthazar after he was rude for the second time, according to McNally, um, to waitstaff in his restaurants. In the last 24 hours, James has apparently issued an apology and Keith says he believes in second chances and is no longer banning James from his restaurants. But what a story. So here to help us sort through it is someone who knows a lot about food and famous people, (laughs) people's food and lifestyle director, Sanal Dutt. Thanks, Janine. It's great to be here. Well, this story took over social media and the press run yesterday when Keith McNally, a restaurant owner who is known for holding people accountable on his social media, took aim at James Corden. So Tell me what happened here. So on Monday afternoon, Keith McNally, who is this prominent restaurateur and he owns several high-profile restaurants in New York, posted on Instagram that James Corden had been banned from his popular French restaurant, Balthazar, as you mentioned. And he did not mince words about it. He said that James Corden is, quote, a hugely gifted comedian, but a tiny cretin of a man. And that he had been, quote, the most abusive customer to his servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. And he went on to say that Corden had earned this banishment after two incidents where he had mistreated workers at the restaurant. The first account, which he says dates back to June, when Corden allegedly found a hair in his food, and then he demanded that a round of drinks come, quote, this second, and that his previous drinks be comped. 
So, you know, clearly a very contentious situation. But McNally said that he was extremely nasty to the manager and that he threatened that if he didn't get the free drinks, he would only write like nasty reviews about the restaurant on Yelp. And then more recently, McNally said Gordon came to the restaurant with his wife for brunch and complained to their server that there was, quote, a little bit of egg white in her all-yet-egg-yolk omelet, which, between you and me, I think this deserves its own full podcast episode because I'm obsessed with the all-yet-egg-yolk omelet. What? But apparently the omelet was remade, (laughs) and he sent it out with home fries instead of a salad. So according to McDally, Corden berated the server by saying, you know, you can't do your job, you can't do your job. And McNally, in his defense, he said that he doesn't usually go on blast and try and call people out on Instagram, but he wanted to do this because he wanted to be loyal to his restaurant servers and to restaurant servers everywhere. Gosh, and he said this happened at another restaurant as well, Cafe Luxembourg. But after this posting, we reached out, of course. There was no comment from James's rep, but then... James apparently called Keith and apologized. So take me into that. Yes, correct. According to McNally, you know, he posted a few hours after his original blast where he banned Corden and posted in the second post that he had basically unbanned him. McNally said that Corden had, quote, called him and apologized profusely. And he said, you know, having, quote, effed up myself more than most people. I strongly believe in second chances. And he just said that, you know, Corden is allowed back in the restaurant and joking that, you know, on one condition, if James lets him host late night for nine months, he'll immediately rescind the ban. Okay, that was quick. Take me into this yolk really quickly. Just because you're the food editor, I really got to get this. Like, what is it? A lot of people say it came because bartenders were using the egg whites in cocktails. And then they had all these extra egg yolks and they started turning them into omelets and they would serve them to customers. But it it is such a specialized order and I don't know anyone who orders it anymore, but it must be like very, very different from like a regular omelet. I'm curious about it myself, and I think I'm going to make it tonight just to see what it's all about. Now, you're someone who, you know, for people, works constantly in food and lifestyle. And and I'm wondering if you're seeing more and more with restaurant owners kind of like standing up for their staff, just speaking out against bad behavior in restaurants. I do think the world of the restaurant has changed in the last three years through the pandemic. They had to close for a long time and they've been facing labor shortages and and cost of food has risen. And so the pressures on the restaurant themselves are just very different. And I think the diner is coming in sometimes expecting the same sort of service and same sort of experience as they did before the pandemic. And that may be in part leading to some disgruntled diners, but we are seeing more and more cases of people being a little bit rude. Yeah. I I don't want to say that bad behavior is on the rise, but I just do think it's also being called out a little bit more. My last question is, has the damage been done? I mean, James, although he apologized and has been forgiven, a bit of the facade, I guess, maybe has come down. It, It kind of harkens back to the whole debacle surrounding Ellen, another person beloved the world over, known for being super nice, but then there were all those reports coming from behind the scenes that she, of course, spoke to and tried to address. So do you think there's 
going to be some more digging into this? Or is this just a one-off? I think when reports like this come out, I think it's sort of the beginning of scratching the surface and more reports will start to come out. I do think, though, no one's perfect. And I think, as McNally said, I think deep down, we're willing to give people a second chance when they admit they've done something wrong and are willing to take responsibility. We haven't heard directly from Corden yet. All the reports are really coming through McNally and what he says happened. But it sounds like he has in this way, at least acknowledge that maybe some bad behavior was was done on his part. I don't know James personally, of course, but I think we're willing to give him a second chance if if he's willing to sort of step up and say that like he was wrong and he's willing to admit that. And it definitely sounds like you said like he did that behind the scenes. But we shall see. Sanal, thank you for for being here today. Thanks. You guys, now the nanny is weighing in. Coming up, we give you the lowdown on everything we know about Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde, and their very outspoken nanny. Oh, and salad dressing. Don't worry, darling. It'll all make sense after the break. But first, Drew Barrymore would like to set the record straight on her sex life. Right when we're back, you'll hear about Drew's very personal blog post about realizing that love and sex are not the same thing for her. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, and it's time to get personal with Drew Barrymore. Last month on her talk show, the 51st Dates actress raised some eyebrows while discussing Andrew Garfield being celibate for six months to prepare for his role in 2016's Silence. Barrymore opened up about her thought process at the time, saying, quote, I was like, what's wrong with me that six months doesn't seem like a very long time? I was like, yeah, so? She later added that she can go, quote, years without sex. Rumors began to swirl around the idea that, quote, Drew Barrymore hates sex. Rumors. Well, over the weekend, Barrymore set the record straight and elaborated on her stance on sex in a recent post to her blog. Quote, I'm sure that there was one point in my life where six months might have seemed extreme, but I'm on the other side of that now. And she explained that she has very different views about intimacy than she did growing up and that she, quote, searched her whole life to understand the difference between sex and love. Barrymore claimed she had a revelation about it with her therapist who told her, quote, sex is not love. It is the expression of love. The mother of two went on to add that she is just in a completely different place in my life and maybe in the near future I will get into a relationship, but it simply hasn't been my priority. You know what? Good for you, Drew Barrymore. Also, just saying, this is a mother of two who's constantly working, so let's all just cut her some slack, okay? It's her life, and as long as she's feeling good about herself, you do you, Drew. 
Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis are back in the news again and responding to some pretty bombshell claims made by their former nanny about how their relationship ended. As we all know, there are different sides to the story about when Olivia's relationship with Harry Styles began. Olivia says her engagement to Jason ended months before she began dating Harry, but sources close to Jason and now the couple's nanny is saying there was indeed overlap while the two were still together and Sparks were flying as she and Harry were filming Don't Worry Darling. Yep, there's still so much drama surrounding these stars, and there are tears, text messages, and a special salad dressing involved, too, now. There's a lot to dive into here, so joining me now to help me break this all down is People's Executive Editorial Director and my girl, Charlotte Triggs. Hey, Janine. How you doing? Well, let's talk about these claims that the nanny made, because boy, oh boy, they are jaw-dropping. Well, okay. So this nanny, who I believe did not give her name, shared in an interview with the Daily Mail that basically there was a period of November 2020 where Olivia suddenly started going and doing a lot more work on her movie. And then come November 8th, she abruptly dumps Jason and that the nanny arrived one day and Jason was like in tears, kind of like just unleashing his emotions on the nanny saying that Olivia left him, left them, meaning the kids, crying and sloppy and a mess. And, you know, and then recounts all of this other drama, including like a fight that Jason and Olivia had over Olivia allegedly making a salad with a, quote, special salad dressing that she was going to take to Harry Styles, which then set in motion this very dramatic sounding display where the nanny claims that Jason threw himself in front of her car to stop her from leaving and tried to like do everything he could to prevent her from leaving to go see Harry Styles with the special salad. Wow. And the couple came together to like blast the nanny and deny it and say that it's not true. A source close to Jason does say that, yes, he was crying in a mess and hysterical. And yes, he didn't want his fiance to to drive off. Sources denied that he threw himself in front of the car. And a source did confirm that there was something to do with a salad dressing here, but none of us here in the world know what this salad dressing story really is. I suppose there's probably only three people um, <laughs> that really do know what the, what the salad dressing story was. I mean, the salad, I mean, this is the thing, the salad dressing to me is like the smoking gun because it just vibes so authentic. <laughs> like, can you not imagine like you're making him your special salad dressing. It rings too true. <laughs> well, the internet got a hold of all of this, as we said, and it's wild what people are doing to try to figure out the salad. And a lot of internet sleuths think it's uh, this roasted salmon salad with zucchini and potatoes. It's on the Food Network site, and it's a recipe courtesy of Olivia Wilde. And it does sound pretty amazing. It's like a warm salad with salmon and zucchini and kind of Mediterranean. You got these red pepper flakes and 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 Dijon mustard and and arugula and pitted Kalamata olives. It's it's a nice sounding salad. Is it a throw yourself in front of a car salad? I don't know, but it does sound good. Well, okay, yesterday after this story came out, they did come together. So what exactly did they say in refuting, I guess, some of this? They're going on record and saying, to quote the statement, false and scurrilous accusations publicly. They actually are saying that this has been an 18-month-long campaign of harassing them, as well as loved ones and friends and colleagues, and that basically that culminated in this 
interview. It appears was likely a paid interview. We, you know, just knowing how the media works, we don't know for sure. Olivia is super horrified by this. Jason's very embarrassed and upset. Like no, nobody wants their dirty laundry aired out for the world to see. Well, let's talk about Olivia a little bit. Last night, she was honored at Elle's Women in Hollywood celebration. And in her acceptance speech, she actually addressed some of the controversy that's been surrounding her lately, and it's been a lot. In some ways, the challenges are all a part of it, right? Real badges of honor, just par for the course. Let's face it, you are not a woman in Hollywood until you've begged to be placed into a medically induced coma until your press tour is finished. And she continued to keep it positive and said at one point, I love my life, period. What else did she say? Well, I just got to give it to her. On the day that this thing happens, getting dressed, going out there, going on stage and giving the statement, it's like this the ultimate show of empowerment. It's sort of like reminiscent of like the Diana revenge dress, you know, like she was in the press because Charles admitted to cheating on her. And she's just like, I'm expected at this gala. I'm going to show up in my sexy ass dress and look good and just do me. And that's what she's doing here. And I love that energy. People have throughout the course of this film, throughout the course of this disputed timeline of events with Jason and then the getting together with Harry, people have been kind of like looking looking to take her down. And so for her to just stand up and be like, no, I love my life. She talks about what it takes as a woman to start directing and to kind of like have the courage to just do it. And like this scene that they're up against, she and Florence, who of course, you know, there's been some drama with, have both kind of said like, we didn't know we were signing up for a reality show in doing this movie. Like we're suddenly because you've done a project that's getting a lot of attention, people just like start like pulling everything apart. And she says that it's like there's this, quote, burning hellfire of misogyny that's in their business, which we know that going way back. For sure. That's like old Hollywood stuff. So it's it's just really fascinating. But like you said, she pulled it together. She looked good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, Charlotte. I'm sure there will be more updates surrounding these stars and this story. It just keeps going. As always, guys, we will keep you updated on any more developments. And Charlotte, it was so great to have you on. Thanks so much, Janine. Well, last but not least for today, loyal fans know that I'm a huge fan of this big blue-green marble we call Earth, which is exactly why I had to pass along this very cute PSA I saw from a little boy who's tired. I'm talking sick and tired of picking up people's garbage at the park. Um, people, don't leave your garbage in nature. It kills nature. Don't ever do that again. Exactly. It does kill nature. So think of this as a quick, friendly reminder to do the right thing, everyone. Just clean up after yourself and to reduce, reuse, recycle, compost, just all the things. And I'm going to dub him Garbage Kid. We have Corn Kid. He is Garbage Kid. Or maybe Clean Up Kid. Clean Up Kid. That's better. (laughs) Well, that is our show today. Thanks, as always, for downloading and listening. And we'll do it all again tomorrow on our Wednesday edition of People Every Day.